1: Well, thanks for tuning in. And on the Forum at 8 this morning, we're focusing on radical economic buzzword in South Africa. After 23 years of democracy, the country's economy is still in the hands of a minority and government's land redistribution program has not shifted the economic power uh, to the black population. But will radical economic transformation ensure that there's a change in ownership patterns of our economy, as President Jacob Zuma says, or Will it focus on skills development and jobs as advocated by Deputy President Cyril Ramaphosa? On the forum today this morning, we ask, can South Africa achieve radical economic transformation
2: or is it just a fallacy? What do we mean by radical social economic transformation? We mean fundamental change in the structure, systems, institutions and patterns Of ownership management and control of the economy in favor of all South Africans especially the poor the majority of whom are African and female as defined by the governing party which makes policy for the democratic government
0: it was in 2014 When this term started seeing the light of day and it was used when we, the government level, announced our uh, medium term uh, statement and we used the term when we said government's program of radical economic transformation is about placing the economy on a quantitatively different path that ensures more rapid sustainable growth, higher investment, increased employment, reduced inequality, and the deracialization of our economy. That's when the term started seeing the light of day. And of course, we've packed it with a whole number of things, and that term still needs further definition. All I can tell you is that this term radical economic transformation it has substance and it has meaning and it has relevance and it is urgent and it must be done now
1: and, uh, that was, uh, Deputy President Soro Ramaphosa and before him, President Jacob Zuma. And to introduce our guests uh, this morning, Ndaba Ancele, who's the CEO of Pamudzi Investment Holdings. We also have Lunkile Mondi, senior lecturer at the School of Economics and Business Science at the University of the Vidvartis Ranch and is also a former chief economist and industrial, uh, at the Industrial Development Corporation of South Africa. And we also have with us BE verification specialist Dion Oberolz, a gentleman and a thanks to all of you for your time this morning.
3: Good morning, John. Good, so good morning. Good morning, Sakina. Morning to everybody else. And Morning to your
1: listeners. Um, Mr. Monde, let me start with you. Um, this is supposed to have meaning. It's supposed to have substance. And and it's supposed to bring benefit uh, to the majority of South Africans, according to our leaders, but why then is it so difficult for us to pin it down in terms of understanding what exactly is this radical economic transformation and what it's meant to achieve?
4: Well, the, the, the current uh, thought uh, from the uh, conference in Mangawu was really a concern about the peace of inclusivity where South Africa has not really worked harder and ensuring that we close the gap uh, between uh, the poorest uh, and the rich, and more importantly, of ensuring that uh, we bring also black business into the mainstream of the economy. Therefore, in a country where the majority is black, there, was a fr- there is a frustration that, literally, years down the line. Why have we failed to have inclusivity in our economy where, the inheritance of 1994 continues to define and shape our level of development and how we relate to each other.
1: Well, is it a fallacy or is it something that is actually attainable in Ndaba Nsele? Uh, look, it's it, it
5: attainable uh, and number one good example that uh, uh, I have attained that, uh, during apartheid and post-apartheid. Mr Nsele? <laughs> yes, I'm saying I'm saying it is attainable. Uh, I'm one good example, and many other people. Radical economic transformation I experiences during apartheid and post-apartheid.
1: So uh, explain to us that example of uh, you know how it is attained and attainable for the majority.
5: Uh, during apartheid, uh, as a majority, we're not. Uh, didn't have access to funding, even if you got great ideas. But then one bank uh, believed in us about what we wanted to do, and uh, when our balance sheet was about fifteen thousand being three, they gave us six point five million, and uh, we became property developers. We grew the company uh, to leaps and bounds, having access to funding. So that's an example of uh, a radical concurrent transformation. It helped my life, it helped a lot of people that I've employed and some of my employees became also when they have access to funding uh, they also became business people. So that's an example that happened uh, during apartheid. And then post apartheid, uh, again if one goes to make an example with oneself it's interesting that uh, you've got lumkile uh, there. Uh, I needed to have about two billion rands, and uh, the IDC then uh, supported me with a lot of money, and I employed people, and I grew that company to one of the biggest in the country and the continent, and then I also. Uh, gave employees, all employees, equity in the company, that changed their life. So it is something that is possible and it can happen.
1: And I guess uh, these are the success stories that most would point to, uh, like this uh, story of uh, Pamudzi Investment Holdings and Dama and others uh, that we should be aspiring towards. But how do we make sure that that actually gets to benefit more South Africans um, than the few that we have seen, Dion Oberolza?
3: I think, morning uh, everybody, I think the, the point is that we, we've we got to focus on the tools and the legislation framework that the government's already created and the progress that have been made. If we look at the tools that are out there, uh, like the B-E codes, like the employment equity legislation, the skills development legislation, a lot of things that have been happening in South Africa that set the framework for the transformation and the development that we require. Um, I think... We should probably rather be talking about radical economic development and not transformation because I think a lot of the current speakers have spoken about slicing the cake versus growing the cake. And I think for me the key issue at the moment is are we we looking for an enemy or are we looking for a problem that we can solve together? And I think a lot of the current rhetoric around radical economic transformation is more focused on finding a common enemy as opposed to finding a common problem and challenge that we can all face and solve together. I think we have the tools. I just think we have to apply them and and work with them.
1: Which tools are those?
3: If you look at at, at the, the legislation on skills development um, and the creation of the CETAs many many decades ago, and the creation of the employment equity legislation that that compels companies to employ people and develop them in the organisation, we look at the BE codes that have now just been revamped with a more um, aggressive transformation agenda, and we look at at all that legislation, and we look at that and we say, if that legislation as it exists today is applied consistently, properly, orderly, then transformation will follow and has followed in the last couple of decades. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure why we are politicking this problem as opposed to simply bogging down and resolving it. Why do we still have the worst um, skills development or uh, primary education science and math education in the world, according to the World Economic Forum. Isn't that the problem?
1: So, so, so if that is the problem, um, why would you say it is a problem? Why, what makes it problematic?
3: I think there's a, this, there's a, I almost call it the psychological challenge at the moment. And here I can perhaps talk as a, as a, as a white Africana saying that, am I the problem? Or can, I be, can I be part of the solution? Um, if I am the enemy, then I can't be part of the solution. But if if there's a problem and I can come and step in, as I have been doing for the last couple of decades, get involved in transformation aggressively, then I have a role to play. So am I the enemy or am I part of the solution? That depends on whether we define an enemy or whether we define a problem. And I think we have challenges. And those challenges, if we work together, we can solve them. We have an unemployment problem in South Africa. And as... Professor Bidion from, uh, uh, from Pan-Africa has said, we have an unemployability problem in South Africa. So if all white businesses is transferred, transferred to black owners, we will still have an unemployment of 25%, and still low growth, and still lack of development.
1: Do you agree with that, uh, Mr. Mondi? I
4: think uh, uh, it's very important for us to really pace uh, our debate and arguments on our 1994 constitution. Our constitution is very, very clear that South Africa belongs to all who live in it, that uh, more importantly, we need to work together in driving an agenda of inclusivity. So really, we need to push the debate further around how do we then ensure that we fast track that program and what underpins that uh, is really the ability of South Africans uh, to to work together, but more importantly, the state uh, to focus on implementing our constitution, because where there's been weakness, the weakness and inability and, and incapability in the state of really pushing an agenda that addresses those disparities. Um, and, and, and until we get a state that's able to do that, uh, I think we're going to have problems around leakage, around corruption, around unaccountability and I think that's a problem more than the challenges that we're now debating uh, at the moment. So
1: then it seems as though there are more obstacles than um, solutions uh, towards achieving radical economic transformation, Mr Nsele.
5: I I don't think uh, we've got obstacles. I think it's an attitude. Radical economic transformation, uh, I mean, the definition says that an extreme change. You must change things and then uh, I can safely say the uh, Afrikaners, during apartheid, they did an extreme change, but it was based on a philosophy of uh, cheap labor and also job reservations, things like that. We are not going to do that. Uh, red card transformation needs people, which we have in the country. It needs uh, 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 money. It needs education. And uh, all those ingredients, we have them. Uh, we've got uh, good schooling in the country and universities. We've got graduate data passing. But the biggest problem is attitude of giving people access to uh, uh, the driver, the catalyst of radical transformation. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's capitalization. We have to be capitalized. You have to have marbles to play the game. So the bottom line is that if you don't have access to those marbles, and that is not only ideally a South African situation, it happened in Singapore, it happened in South Korea, it happened with the Afrikaners. They gave themselves access to funding, and then they work together. So the attitude, if they can be changed, Lumkila said one thing which is correct. We are all South Africans at this point in time. Our ID, our uh, driver's license, they, they don't write black South African, white South is we are all South African. So we. Once, if we can uh, have that spirit of being all South we push the right direction, we change the attitude, and then we trust other people that they can run uh, uh, the economy, entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurs are not having uh, uh, opportunities of uh, being multiplied in this country because of those uh, things that I've said in terms of uh, funding.
1: So why then? Because we have several funding institutions in the country. Does this mean that that is not sufficient? Look, the, actually,
5: the, the institutions, uh, if one is going to categorize the institutions, uh, they, they, they we all know that the big institutions, in terms of getting funding, uh, they need a lot of security. I'm talking about uh, venture capital. Uh, when uh, one is talking about overseas countries, like uh, when I've said Singapore, they have to uh, nationalise banks in order to give access money to fund uh, to people. But in South Africa, we have state-owned enterprises that have done extremely well, like the likes of the NEF, uh, for starters. Uh, they have giving people access to capital, to venture into into, uh, entrepreneurship without uh, having more security than what you need. And when that case, the institution believes in a dream, which is not the case in South Africa, then you create more entrepreneurs because this thing is going to not be driven by, Uh, academics uh, and and the government uh, employees is going to be driven by entrepreneurs. We have to create a lot of entrepreneurs in this country uh, in order to change the game.
1: How, if uh, by your own admission, they are not being capitalized? We'll come back to this, so we'll take your calls as well. Uh, many coming through, many messages as well. We're talking about radical economic transformation, and we're asking this morning, is it something that is achievable, or is it simply a fallacy? 0891 104 and uh, thanks for joining us this morning, Dion Uberolds, Alumkile Mondi and Ndaba our guest this morning. We're asking whether radical economic transformation is just more rhetoric and unachievable, or is it something that can be attained, uh, economic transformation, or whether we're just chasing shadows and it's a fallacy. Let us know what your views are. Let me just read a few messages before I go to the lines, and there are many of them. Nomfundo uh, Kanyele says, my father has many houses and radical economic transformation has many meanings. Matume, uh, Morning SK, I don't see radical e- uh, transformation happening because there's no policy change with regard to this transformation. Uh, at uh, Faithless Insomniac says, thanks uh, radical economic transformation is nothing but a talk shop. Uh, it's about nothing. Just like uh, World Economic Africa, uh, blacks will be ignored on both accounts. Uh, Walmary well, Marie Pekir says, Morning Team, I believe Uh, in the sentiment and the hopes that radical economic transformation can bring about, uh, but how are we going to implement this because many are still poor? And then Anonymous says, the government wants to level the playing fields and it wants radical economic change. And then instead of giving millions to one person like Brian Mulefe or Jacob Zuma, the government should give every citizen in the country half a million rand each. That is radical. The government loses billions through corruption and paying salaries to many people who should have been fired, um, like the judge who was caught driving drunk. And the whole country, country will then benefit and not just a select few and many echoing that sentiment that what we are seeing currently is that only a select few are benefiting from current legislation so what is this radical economic transformation and if there is no radical policy change what does it actually mean in that context but let's uh, try and get through to kolani and moletane good morning
4: morning is okay. how are you well and you but uh, SK okay, the DEE was to address the same thing the RIT is intending to address. Because we said DE was to give black people, you know, economy, you know. What happened is now, there's not even ANC or Jacob Zuma thing. It is a Guptas thing. Let me show you this. Remember Guptas when they started to open an AN7? They said they together get the things. thing. They come up this time to say because now we are black people, we want to take the market that you know uh, so that was been hold by white people. Then they come up this way to say, No, this is a radical transition, we must give it to black people. Let me say this to Juice Sagina. This new BEE called RET is to give the few connected people tender. Nothing else, not different. Who said to us BE is not working? It was not us poor people, we are the same ANC who said DEE is not working Dur- during election time. They said no, we see this DEE is not addressing the problems. Now we are coming to Sisakina, so, You know Session Tendu, Ghanai? Eh? Yes. Hello. You know? Session cricketer is, yeah. Yeah, is a black or Indian. <laughs> I'm asking. <laughs> He's no, an Indian he in India, isn't he? He's is not a black. child. How can become black people who come from India now that they are black people. Who are benefiting, it's it not even us. Why they said when one account of Kuptans, they say now people's account are being closed because of this radical economic transformation. Okay. One person is become people. It must not fool us. We have had enough. This is the same DE booklet, but they change the cover. Next time they change another thing.
1: Ah,
4: as said, we are
1: struggling with the lines, but thanks, I think we got the point there, Polanyi. Uh, Cizre in Middleburg, good morning.
6: Hello, how are you guys? A good thanks, Iswe. Good thanks. So, Kina, I want to find out from you and your guest, and I would like to take this opportunity to challenge the ANC government to ask that what will it take for the ANC government to declare a municipal project to local businesses to boost and support the so-called radical economy? Because we both know that as we speak today, uh, most of the black companies that are registered today are only supported by, 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 by the government by the government itself, and if you go to the to the uh, private sector uh, there's no space for for black companies. I mean you can see how build do most of the private sector's job it 's only white companies and the other last thing that I wanted to say is that I think one thing that must be cut off is these tenders I think tenders must start from ten million upwards. A tender that is 10 million below must be a circulation local tender because it doesn't help for the government to take such tenders and give it to one company for a three years. What must happen to all these other companies?
1: Thank That's you so much. Uh, thanks, these in Middleburg.
0: Sakina Kamwendo on SAFM.
1: And thanks for tuning in. Uh, we're talking radical economic transformation on the Forum of this morning, asking uh, whether uh, South Africa can actually achieve radical uh, economic transformation or whether it's just a fallacy. And uh, there were still some calls uh, before we went to the news break, so let's just run through those before I get back to the panel. Yajan Cape Town, good morning.
2: Uh, morning, Sakina. <coughs> this whole uh, uh, phrase that being bandied around, radical economic transformation will remain meaningless rhetoric unless we start with a basic income, issuing a universal basic income to all citizens in this country, and then we need to major tax reform where we replace income tax and VAT with a tax on the site value of land and a levy of 1% to begin with on all financial transactions and use the basic income to fund and capitalize a public banking system, which are normal deposit-taking banks, like our other commercial banks, which will be able to issue loans and create loans from the fractional reserve system in the same way as the other private banks, and make them available to people for uh, farming, small businesses, uh, student fees, etc. And This will go a long way into bringing about the so-called radical economic transformation.
1: Thank you so much, Yaj. And yeah, uh, for me, you know, if you're talking about uh, something radical, what does radical mean? If we just look at the rudiments of the word, because... Unless something changes fundamentally, what is radical about it? Paul Bongani says, On the question of how, a government's uh, 500 billion rand procurement needs a serious shift towards black entrepreneurs. Uh, Kakisha Moeng says, The Afrikaners radically transformed the economy from the English, but Africans um, uh, uh, need to be apologetic and always have to explain why they need to do this. Dr. Thabo Dutsele says, i <laughs> each time an economic policy fails the ANC crafts a new term only to dump it later remember RDP, GEAR, ASGISA NDP, Uh, Lolo B concurs with that saying this is just another one of those buzzwords that the ANC is using to try and lure voters, they have no clue as to how to achieve it Tabo Daniela says um, radical transformation my foot this is just another tool to loot and uh, the riches of the ANC uh, just like BE The litigator says uh, radical economic, uh, social whatever is just a fallacy introduced by the ideologically confused leaders, and I, for one, am not sold on this. Togozani Nala says if the ANC was serious about radical economic transformation, uh, they were going to accept the EFF 6% offer and bring back the land uh, to the majority of South Africans. Mokoni says, as long as we put our faith in politicians uh, who only care for money, then we will never achieve a radical economic transformation. And just the final one before I get back to the lines, Jack in Alberton says, SOEs are supposed to be the drivers to drive the so-called radical economic transformation, and with so many of them, like Petro SA involved in illegal sales of crude oil, one wonders exactly how this radical economic transformation works will be affected. Uh, some of the comments coming through there. But let's get a response from our panel. Dion Wiberolze, you can take the first bite.
3: <laughs> it's interesting that there appear to be a very low level of trust in in any new policy that, that government comes forward with. And one wonders why that is. Is it because it's badly applied or because um, people are now seeing <clears throat> politics rather than actual transformation happening? And I, I think from my side, when I listen to the callers and the messages that you received, I think it's time for us to actually start to have a common objective as opposed to common enemies. And if we can start working towards the same direction together as South Africans, I think we will achieve incredible results. And unfortunately, when, when, when politics gets in the way, um, we, have to, we, we see what we see at the moment. I mean, most of the responses you got um, are, are asking the question is just another way of getting votes as opposed to another way of getting transformation. And I think we, it's time that we reset the button on this and say that we're all in this together and we need to find common solutions. And I also want to to say that if you climb a mountain, you have to sometimes look back how far you've come um, to see what has happened so far in the last twenty, twenty five years. And we have achieved a tremendous amount of transformation already. Some of it has gone wrong, but if we always focus on the wrong, we forget about the things that work. Uh, I see a lot of businesses... Trying to find and develop black suppliers into the value chain. I see a lot of people talking and discussing how they can find opportunities to work together. Um, I see that every day in my life, and, and we sometimes don't look at that because it's not exciting. But that's the foundation of what we need to get the development that we require for South Africa to work.
1: Before I move on, um, uh, some of the listeners asking why is it that you see yourself as a victim in this whole scenario, Dion?
3: I don't see myself as a victim, but I see myself as being uh, cornered as an enemy.
1: Um, why is and, that? And,
3: and, and if you talk about, we don't talk about monopoly capital. We talk about white monopoly capital. We talk about the reason why we are where we are is because of what happened in the past with apartheid. And of course that's true. But that's not going to solve today's problems. So my question is, um, should we not work together to achieve the South Africa, the rainbow nation, the inclusive society? We don't create inclusive society by throwing rocks at each other. So what is is the value of white business in South Africa? The value of white business in South Africa is to to part and parcel of the transformation through supply chain development, partnerships, um, not necessarily ownership because that's um, often abused. But um, if we we have a common objective as opposed to start fighting amongst each other, we'll get somewhere. And I think it's time for that to
5: happen.
1: Do you agree with that, Ndabanzele? You know, for a starting
5: point, I just want to say that I've done what I call WEE. I've empowered a lot of whites, uh, and uh, yes, I'm call it white communal empowerment. Uh, but I didn't look at them as white. I look at them as South African. So, John, first, you must start looking. At himself as a South African, and all those big businesses must look at them as South African businesses. And once the starting point is there, then those businesses are going to help all South Africans. But once we are still uh, talking in terms of old apartheid segregation, calling ourselves whites. Before I say John, I said John a white man. I don't say John. That's a, a negative thing. But then just to the listeners, my point is that uh, the listeners, uh, they dwell on negative things. And the uh, economic transformation or education or anything, it starts with them. If you see yourself being poor, you'll be poor right through your life. I've made an example purposely about post, before apartheid, and it's just not only me, there are a lot of people, distinguished people like the Maponyas, the Shabalalas, and many more others that bypass the system, and then we empowered ourselves and, and empowered other people. And then... Also, I like. Also but is true. it as
1: simple as that? Because I, I, I do want to say that I think you are oversimplifying a very complex matter here. Because it, there are so many reasons as to why you and uh, Richard Maponya and others may have found yourself in the space that you are in. It doesn't mean that those who did not uh, manage to get on the same trajectory are less industrious than yourselves. You know,
5: I always say at times when I give lectures to students that business is not as complex as it's portrayed. Like what you are saying, this problem is complex. It's not as complex as we think. It needs attitude. You change your own attitude. Where you are, one day when you wake up, you say, I want to own my own radio station in my industry that I'm doing. And then you act towards your... It's it's simple things that change uh, things in life. But then if you look at them as extremely complex uh, Then it becomes rocket science in your mind, then when we have the ability to change them, but we have to look at it from a simplistic approach and uh, uh, i also like to say to you, you know, we keep on saying the few benefited post apartheid. I just want to flag, when I talked earlier, I said when I bought some of these companies, I also gave employees equity participation. Right now, I'm going to one of my companies in the East End, I'm going to give uh, employees equity at a rent for them to be empowered. It's not rocket science, some of these things, uh, with due respect. It's attitude, and then uh, John made some good point and say
1: common ground. But it is equally not as simple as attitude because i don't think anybody wakes up in south africa every morning with the ambition to remain poor their entire lives not <laughs> to have jobs not to get ahead i don't think anybody uh, does
4: that
5: uh, yeah, but people must do something to change from where they are. That's why uh, they talk radical economic transformation. You have to create change yourself. I mean, it's not the ANC government. We can have any government in the world, but if it doesn't start with ordinary people, work ethics and all that, it starts with ourselves. That's the point that I'm trying to make.
1: Uh, let me take uh, Mr. Lumkilemonde
4: on this. Uh, I think more importantly... Uh, is, uh, is the environment that we're in. I, I think we all understand that uh, our economy is growing at a very low rate. Uh, there is huge uncertainties, particularly uh, for business, um, just uh, because uh, the state has set itself on a very different path, on a path uh, that is discouraging investment. But also, the um, rhetoric around. Uh, radical transformation which some of the listeners uh, put on the table that you know is more erratic uh, it remains very rhetorical when in 23 years we have had so much power to implement policies to drive investment agenda and empower black people and then you come 20 years later that you want to radically uh, transform. So there is so much uh, uh, lies uh, uh, and populism embedded in the, in the statement uh, that, that has been put on the table. People, uh, we need uh, a stage that is accountable, where, you know, the benefits are accruing to the broader masses of our society. At the moment, we're all aware that the whole uh, infrastructure build, whether if you look at the Transnet look program, the Prasa program, did not benefit South African black entrepreneurs. It benefited the Chinese. uh, It it benefited uh, the Gupta family. So we see a stage that is bent on really taking as much as possible for the few, the Kupitas, uh, the prime ministers of this world, as well as those regarding the president. So there is so much that needs to be done going back to basic to the 1994 agreement where we work all together to address these challenges that we're talking about. But anything that focuses on race, or focusing on not understanding that we've not created as much capability among black people in the past 23 years, is, is going to lead us to what we're seeing in our neighbours in Zimbabwe, or at least in Venezuela, where, uh, where the socialists and the general uh, people are at a short throat because the economy is going to grow.
1: Well, we continue taking your calls, 891 Let's see if uh, we can get silo now in Kwakwa. Good morning. Morning, kusankina Welcome.
6: Yeah, in actual fact, the question of uh, economic, uh, radical economic transformation, according to me, it's a pipe dream if the land question is not addressed. Mm, okay. Yeah, because majority of us... <coughs> Uh, I mean, we Africans ne, are still crowded in shacks and in informal settlement, deemed squatters, in the land of our birth. So the first thing that must be addressed, it must be the land question.
1: All right. Yes. G- got you there, Silo. Thanks so much. Um, there's a message here uh, from uh, someone calling themselves uh point of order. At Lamza M says as a security guard who is being underpaid and subjected to daily abuse by those who benefited from the same BEE uh, what are his prospects? And then as Buddha Sitole says "Uh, don't know about radical economic transformation but I notice how the phone lines are behaving this morning. Now that is radical indeed. And then a few on the SMS line Um, uh, this one from Jen Jen says a radical change in culture to become creative. Of wealth instead of expecting handouts, uh, which soon disappears, what's needed. That's Jen in KZN. Um, D. Josella says that is a total fallacy. If our leaders could use such big amounts um, of money on their own personal gain, 246 million, 18 million on animals, which is more than our number of of, uh, the total number of our population, what then? do we expect? Ndebo says radical economic transformation, my foot Government was really serious uh, about their new war cry. They would stop bailing out SOEs and paying golden handshakes and start doing something for the people. We are literally dying of hunger in 2017. Black poverty and poverty in general is the ANC's legacy, just like that of the apartheid government. Mandan Banjo says, uh, What Ndabansele fails to tell us is that uh, his huge success is due to being uh, politically connected. You do not get a business loan if you do not know people in political circles. The money would rather wait or be returned to Treasury. You need to be connected, and K. In Bloomfontein says radical economic transformation is confusing ministers, presidents, the deputies, and the provinces. They are all contradicting each other, and we are hearing differing definitions and implementation plans. That's from K. In Bloomfontein. And Romeo says yes, radical economic transformation is possible, provided the banks give the support. However, because of corruption and greed, it is not going to happen. Some of the comments coming through. Ronnie Governor in Durban, good morning.
4: Good morning, Sakina. Hi. Hi, good morning to the listeners and to your guests. Welcome. You know, thank you. Sakina, just to head on, you know, we run in a consultancy agency company assisting the merging business uh, companies with uh, tenders, and we go through this on a daily basis. I think your one of your guests has spoken about attitude and behavior. I fully agree with him. But the radical transformation must start with the supply chain managers from the municipality to the staff. If they could radically answer the telephone call, that would be the biggest achievement the government has ever done. And I would appeal to the ministers that are listening to the show, please try at their leisure try and get hold of any municipality from supply chain managers. You know, some of these um, companies that come to us or individuals that come to us they sit in the office sometimes for one hour trying to phone through to just get technical specification. So what's radical about that? Get this: the staff trained radically to sit in the tele on the on the desk and answer the, the telephone calls. Thank, so thank you so
1: much, Ronnie Govender. Mbumelelo in Cape Town. Good morning. Uh,
4: good morning, Sakina. Uh, Sakina. Uh, for any solution to work, it, it must be crafted in the presence of those who are affected by his paradigm. Uh, I think under the business as usual, paradigms as usual, asset interests as usual, politics as usual that we have in South Africa, radical economic transformation is just a pipe dream. I'm sorry. And the reason is simply this, Sajim. It's based on a premise of growth, uh, mm. economic growth. Uh, but if, if, if you think about it, you know, you can achieve economic growth if you don't have economic democracy. South Africa doesn't have economic democracy. Economic democracy, Sagina, is a system of governance in which the, the control of the resources and the capital is in the hands of those who are affected by the paradigm that I spoke about. In South Africa, we don't have that. we have got a tiny minority of people who control you know, the, the, the resources that are needed to bring about uh, the fundamental change that would result in economic uh, transformation. Until such time, Sagina, you know, we achieve. You know, uh, uh, economic democracy. We're not going to have political democracy and we're not going to have any radical economic transformation. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much. Mpumelelo, last caller, Budaza in Mahueleren. Good morning. Budaza? All right. Pudaza disappeared on us there. And uh, uh, just a few more messages because there are so many coming through. Uh, Joanna Flanders says, uh, we must change the economic face of South Africa. All levels of work must reflect South Africa. Working class cannot only be black. A radical economic transformation is possible and it is necessary, uh, but not with uh, government. We need a non-corrupt, uh, competent and inclusive leadership to drive this project Uh, And uh, given if it's radical, why is government not engaging in national processes uh, to come to a consensus regarding the vision and strategy of radical economic transformation, which I think is a key point uh, someone else also touched on. Uh, Tebza Ian Mashiko says uh, you can't talk about radical economic change uh, when you can't even make radical decisions uh, to nationalize minerals. Errol Kasky says it's just a fallacy what is radical about inclusive growth, land redistribution or the inclusion of blacks in the economy. Uh, at Mkize says, SK, it's a pity that our government has lost credibility. Any intervention seeking to change that status quo should be given a chance. Polani Sikade says, uh, another BEE named RET to fool the majority of poor black people. Even Jacob Zuma called it a radical economic transformation of what what. And then he claps Hands. Tony uh, Netanyane says, now the buzzword is ra- radical economic transformation. What happened to RDP? What happened to GEAR, To us, To the NDP? And uh, at Infos Tembi, so says, Zuma always said that if you want to see your business succeed, you must support and fund the ANC. Um, and there, right there, is your answer to radical economic transformation. Zeta Zana, ANC has no policy on radical economic transformation. The ANC in Mangaung came. Uh, with the second phase of the transition. This, once again, is just rhetoric. And uh, Dumi Dumi Kwena says uh, radical economic transformation is possible. We need more radical policies aimed at fast-tracking the economic freedom of poor South Africans. And a final one from Kenny McKenzie who says this radical economic will only benefit a few, just like BEE, and the majority of South Africans, the majority of poor people, will not Benefit. So, comments there, it is clear that people have absolutely no faith in what at the moment appears to be nothing more than rhetoric. Um, If you listen to the various officials, they themselves don't seem to be in the know about what's going on. Uh, When we spoke to uh, the spokesperson from the Ministry of Finance, he said, well, um, we're looking at the word inclusive growth as opposed to radical economic transformation. So, Little wonder then that South Africans just do not see the light at the end of this tunnel uh, but what are your parting shots for us uh, Dion Oberolder? Yeah,
3: I think the, the elephant in the room at this point in time is is the education system that we need to fix um, and if we can have if a child is born anywhere in South Africa and they can look forward to a quality education at no cost to them and a tummy full of food so they can learn. Um, we may not have a radical transformation today, but we will have a changed society in 10 years, or 20 years from today.
1: Well, Pity we can't engage in the interest of time, but i put it to you that that is not the only answer. It is not as simple as that, because we have another problem in this country of unemployed graduates. So how does that answer satisfy them? But as I say, in the interest of time, uh, let's keep it moving. Ndaba Yeah,
5: my part in short is that... Uh it can be done, and those people that don't have faith and hope, they must uh, do what I call a human capital relationship. They must call those that are successful, that break the ranks, because during apartheid I was not connected to any government official. And post-apartheid, uh, the, and 70% of the money that I got, I got it from uh, England, Holland, and America. So if people can interact with us, and uh, to expose them, because this, we are in the global village right now. Uh, and uh, again, challenging things. And when we talk about Prasa giving a job to Chinese, uh, we challenge that. If you can, it's public information now. If you uh, on parliament, they're going to talk about it. So we want to be uh, uh, create change ourselves, a positive change, not complaints. That's the, my parting
4: shot. And
1: Lumkile uh, Mondi? Mm-hmm.
4: Economic transformation is uh, another agenda by uh, the president and, and those that control him uh, to take away our resources and our government. And therefore, we need to go back, South Africans need to go back to our constitution and see how to use the constitution to maximize and ensure that the interest is At the moment, radical economic transformation stands for Zuma, the Guptas, and those cronies that benefit from the system to take as much as possible from us.
1: And, uh, you know, that's where we're going to leave it with our guests. As I say, so many messages are still coming through. But, of course, this is an ongoing conversation. And I guess uh, the other thing that uh, we as uh, South Africans need to ask ourselves is the role that we need to play in bringing about the sort of changes, the sort of radical transformation that we wish to see uh, in the system. And uh, just a few more uh, SMSs before we end it all. SIG says radical economic development is incompatible with... With the radical communist revolution advocated by Minister Gigaba's advisor, Chris Malikane. Uh, Musiwa says, Sakina, the things Ndaba is saying sound right. Uh, you can ask him how he started off in business, and uh, that is simple. This one says, we must change our attitude of entitle- entitlement and learn to work hard in order to improve our lot, and we can have the land if we... Uh, if we cannot utilise the land, uh, then of, uh, we can kiss it goodbye and kiss radical economic transformation goodbye. So many comments. Makeba and Pretoria, you get to have the final one. Uh, all three guests are not useful and helpful in articulating the meaning of the term uh, united in a liberal uh, na- naivety. But then, of course, as someone said earlier, it seems that everybody has a different meaning Uh, for this radical economic transformation. And what does that tell us? gaps, and where, uh, wherever there are gaps, people will fill that in for themselves. But thanks to our guest this morning, Dion Oberolza, BE Verification Specialist, Lumkile Mondi, Senior Lecturer at the School of Economics and Business Science at the University of the Witwatersrand, and Ndamantsele, who's the CEO of Pamudzi Investment Holdings. And of course for your fantastic participation, always grateful, and to the production team for making sure it went out loud and clear.